Hello, and welcome to Now Listen to This, a music discussion podcast where three gothic sludge beasts deep dive into albums. <laughs> At the end, we'll give them a rating and put them in our master list to see how it stands up in the grand scheme. My name is Brett. With me today is Nick. Hey. And Max. Hello. What's up? I like gothic sludge beasts. That was a good one. That Thank is a you. good one. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Here to talk about our Max pick today. That's right, boys. Um, I picked one that I thought was going to spark conversation because it's a weird album i feel like nick's gonna give this a high 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 score spoilers nick told me he really likes it (laughs) i was i view this episode as max finally did something right (laughs) (laughs) this is like if nick made a wish and an album came out (laughs) what next time i'm gonna pick like a 93 minute Black metal swirls and windstorm sounds. I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna change my score real quick. I need to lower this. <laughs> Can't you guys just for once pick something that rocks? <laughs> this, this shit. Rocks. Would, you don't think this rocks? No, this rocks. This is this, plenty this, of rock. Fucking part. This actually rocks. This is like. This is like everything I like, but streamlined. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> and it's like a lot of if stuff it, I like put together. If all the bands that I liked that I was really into fucking streamlined into three and a half minute songs. Yeah. 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 Which is also like kind of bad. That's why it's not like the best. <laughs> now they said, what if we made something listenable? Shut up. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it's so funny, Brett. We'll show you something that to me is like pretty straightforward, like ulcerate. And you'll be like, it's like they hit randomize on their instruments. <laughs> I didn't say that. You did. And I'm Which like, one was ulcerate? Ulcerate was like the, it's stare, like the stare into death and be still that record. Yeah, It's like long form, like atmospheric death metal. I, I'm afraid I don't remember it, mm. well, but I, I do like the little sound bites that you have of me, of all these things that I listen to that I don't, I don't remember. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty funny. Um, well, yeah. So today we're covering, um, the lion's daughter, their 2021 release skin show. Um, I guess I can, I can dive right into some facts. Go for you it. guys. Want How, yes. Who is this? How'd you find this? So I found this because this year I got into collecting vinyl records and uh, Season of Mist had a sale where they were kind of clearing out some back stock. And this was on there. And um, I'd heard of this band before because of their previous album, Future Cult, had a weird cover. And people said it was like, you know, horror synth sludge metal. And I was like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. Never got around to listening to it. Saw this was like 12 bucks for like this really cool white vinyl that is on the table. And I listened to the first song and I was like, all right, I like this. So I just bought it, you know? Yeah. And then I was like, ooh, ooh, this is really good. This album's the first one you heard? Yeah. Have you heard the rest of it, their music? I've heard all of them except for their, they have a brand new one as of this recording that came out like a month ago. They've been around for a while, right? So, <laughs> you want to get into some facts? Yeah. Okay, so they formed in St. Louis in 2007, technically by Rick, Rick Giordano and Eric Ramsier. They're our neighbors. Yes. <laughs> Just uh, skip and hop away. <clears throat> yeah. Down I-70. Um, so Scott Fogelbach joined as, um, says he was a guitar player for a year and then left and then came back in 2011. Said they were originally sort of a jam band. He said, uh, Rick Giordano said that he would, they would hit the bong, turn off the lights and jam for hours. And then sometime around 2011, they started getting more serious and writing more like, you know, heavy sludge metal music. Um, they were touring with a band and they said it was like court sort of a career band where they were touring 10 months out of the year and they were just, you know, writing music to play shows to make a living. And in his words, he said, we were at the airport and we saw a book called the lion's daughter at the bookstore. 
we laughed and we said, let's quit this band. Let's start another band called The Lion's Daughter because that name is so stupid. It grants us license to do whatever we want. and We don't care if people like it or not. It's not super commercial. And it's not cool or metal sounding. So that's perfect. That's interesting. I like so, that a lot. Yeah, I like that. What was too. the other band they were in? Um, I couldn't find what it was called. Oh, was it a metal band? I don't know. Mm. So, yeah, I couldn't find anything on that. But um, so their first album, Shame on Us All, came out in 2000, 2011, 2012. Um, and it's like mean, blackened, D-beat sludge. It's really cool. Like They go into that territory a little bit. Yeah, like, it's like know. a really heavy, mean album. Um, they followed it up with Existence is Horror, which I think was their first one on Season of Mist. And that one kind of got them some attention. That's the one that I feel like I've heard of. Yeah, it's like, pretty good. Like the title and whatnot, because, uh, yeah, go go on. The next, next 2019 was um, Future Cult, which was when they started incorporating the synths. And uh, Rick Giordano, the, the guitar player and the vocalist, said he had never owned a synth before. So he was like trying to figure out how to use patches and a synth deck and, and write it and incorporate it with the music. And that's why on this album, it's incorporated like fully into the music, you know? And it wasn't so much on the, the previous album? Not so much. It was kind of more like flavor on the last one. I want to, I'm interested to hear that because I want to hear like if he just came out of the gate swinging with this exorcist shit or did Not he... so much. Like yeah, it was still this, 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 you know, like John Carpenter style uh-huh. of sound, but it wasn't, it was, the album was much more of like a heavy sludge album. Gotcha. With, with the sense. Whereas this is like, that's like fully incorporated. Big ass fucking part of the music. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is. There's also this funny quote from him, uh, talking about just going a little more like commercial sounding with this record. Um, he said the three videos we put out, there are a couple of comments that'll just say gay. And that's the funniest thing to me. You're not even making a point. You're just arguing music like this doesn't work because you're only 12 years old. (laughs) I thought that was funny. It was pretty funny. Yeah. So yeah, that's a history up to this point. Very nice. Lion's daughter. Nick, have you ever heard of this band before? Yeah. Uh, yes I had, I'd never listened to them before. They were one of those bands that like, um, I don't know when I started getting into like, the sludgier stuff. I just recall like looking up other bands and this one would be like recommended. And I don't know why I never listened to them, but yeah, the uh, existence is horror. That album title always stuck out to me. I don't even know if I actually might've seen these guys like looking up another band and saw them on like a tour flyer mm-hmm. or something. I'm not really sure, but been aware, just never listen. You know, it sucks. I, I was reading another interview. Uh, have you guys ever heard of Goblin? Yeah. The Italian prog band. Mm-hmm. They were going to tour with them right before COVID started. And they were like, they're like our biggest influence. And then that makes a lot of sense. Isn't Goblin like an old school band? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I do remember that. Um, Yeah. I think when I listened to this for the first time, I, I may have sent a song to you and I was like, I think, I think you dig this. Most likely. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Brett? You'd, I'd never heard of it. Never. Never once. You're going to sit here and look me in the eyes. I tell me, I live but three hours from them. You're going to tell me you've never heard of a, proggy gothic gothic post-punk sludge band i'm in the scene and everything but i've never heard of it you're covered in sludge right now i am i just woke you're up like a grimer i just crawled out of the sewers or a muck <laughs> dude you ever think about how like muck is like it's like he's covered in muck you he, know he, he, he is, is muck yeah dude what is diglet that's that's something that's like kind of freaky a little bit we don't know and like why is doug trio just three of them I think I saw one, a meme where it was just like a buff body underneath. <laughs> the 
Uh, Max, I've never heard of this. Well, now you have. I have, actually. My history with the band is I already said it. Um, we heard. Listened to them this have, year for the first time. Have you heard their new one yet? Not yet. Um, maybe I heard, to it. I heard the single, and it sounded like this, but maybe a little further like into like the alternative metal side. Like still like heavy and and like mean and aggressive, but like catchier, more melodic. Yeah, um, the cover's really gross. It's like a weird demon-headed oh. uh, titty thing spraying like titty saliva all over. Speaking of covers, this cover's fucking this awesome. Cover. Yeah, that's another cool. reason why it I saw like this on sale. Silent Hill shit. I was like, I'll buy that. Yeah, it's like a old hospital corridor with a I don't even know a, a man and a like a nurse. In a white mask with a baby skull in her hand, and with rosaries stitched yeah. stitched into the mouth, yeah, it's uh, it's fucked. One Let of the one of the interviews I read, they were talking about how the cover is like it could go either way, where it's like, is this person here to help me, or are they here to do something fucked up? That person would never help you. And then he's like, why is it holding a baby skull? That, that person is probably a werewolf. That person probably needs help. I think it's a really, really, really cool cover. Yeah, like, it's it's, cool. it's one of my favorite covers from the last few years. I like how I like the white, and then you've got the white vinyl disc with it. Yeah, it's just very striking. It's a cool theme. And then on the inside is the alternative version, where it's yeah. fucking black and twisted. Look at that shit, Nick. That's a little too fucked up for me. They're holding um, a bat, possibly a vampire bat. Bat. Um, someone better call the lichens. That the vampires are expanding again. Is this underworld lore? Yes. Um. Well, I can tell you a little more about this record itself. Um, it was released on April 9th, 2021 on Season of Mist. It was recorded at Firebrand Recording in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, the personnel is Rick Giordano on guitars, vocals, and synths, Scott Fogelbach on bass, and I think he maybe does some of the vocals, maybe those like higher-pitched vocals, and then Eric Ramser on drums. And this is their fourth album. Who does the keyboards? Rick Giordano, the guitarist and vocalist. Who plays them live? Are they just piped in? Uh, yeah, I watched them do like a uh, one of those at-home live shows, you know, where like each member's like playing in their own house mm-hmm. together. And he had a synth deck set up that was just playing it. Yeah, programmed to play it. That would be the cushiest yeah. job of all time. The keyboard <laughs> yeah. player for this band. <laughs> for four minutes. Yeah, like, hey man, you know Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, you go... Do, 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 do. And he's like, oh, okay. He's like, oh, I can do a do, 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 do. Yeah. Can you play anything spooky? <laughs> he has one of those arpeggiato pedals that he just hits a one note. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you, that's all you do. <laughs> when you make this kind of music, you're just like, I'm going to hit that, and then I'm going to hit this one. And it's going to go. <laughs> Take us away, Brett. Why don't we bust this fucker up track by track? <laughs> I like if that was pre-recorded. <laughs> you just, <laughs> why don't we bust this fucker up? So, yeah, we're going to take this thing track by track and talk about it. We're going to talk about each song like it was its own piece of work. Yeah. Every song is art. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think of uh, uh, Become the Night? Well, let's talk about track number one. 
become the night. So um, <clears throat> right away, I think this album is, I mean, it gets you right away. You're like, oh, <laughs> read the first thing that I play. John Carpenter vibes with sludge, sludgy riffs. Are you trying to please me, Max? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is See, Nick all the way fucking through. <laughs> I was like, half, I was like, this is like real, you know, like there's a lot of synths and it's kind of like gothy, like there's like industrial vibes to it. Um, yeah, I'm taking a gamble here. I've never heard horror movie synths in music, like in, <laughs> in like metal or rock, you know? I'm going to be straight up with you guys. I've never heard anything that sounds like this. Agreed. Like, this is a wholly unique record to yeah. me. Yeah, they're a pretty unique band with all these elements in. So, like, what was it? What was your first thought, Brett, when the John Carpenter synths come in and then the you got, you know, like the tremolo while the bass and the drum are going like, dong, dong, dong. So, you played a clip of a different song. I don't remember which song last time we recorded. And it was, it also had like John Carpenter keyboards and you know, guitar riffs. Mm -hmm. So I kind of came into that expecting this and it was this. Yeah. Did it, did it work for you right away or are you kind it of, it actually does work it. <clears throat> so like on the faster riff that the black metal kind of riff, mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the keyboards in the background kind of feel like they're falling off. And I was like, I don't know if this is really working, but then when it comes into that chorus, and then it's all on time again. The down, 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 yeah, it's down. fucking awesome. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. They do that thing a couple times on different songs where it, they they do the black metal-y thing where it it starts to get off and then they snap it back. You know. So yeah, like, it reminds me. I don't know if you guys play this game. It's my slightly on the spectrum game. But when you <laughs> <laughs> when you you got your blinker going in the car and like oh you trying to sync it up the radio. With the, oh the yeah, 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 yeah. It's that. Um, yeah, I kind of, I wrote down just like a, how would I describe this? And I wrote post-punk, goth, industrial, alternative metal, melodic death, sludge, sludge, blackened horror punk. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought, like my first thought really was uh, just very, like the terms that came to mind were very atmospheric, riffy, and intense. That's kind of like what I was feeling. And it was actually that... Uh, not the bass slide in itself, but like right after they do the uh, first chorus on mm -hmm. this one, because I was just kind of feeling it out. But right after that first chorus, there's a bass slide, and they go into that really like crushing riff right after, and that's like what sold me. I yeah, was like, all right, I was because you know at first it's like you could kind of mistake it as like okay, are they just trying to do like a, a almost a catchy like D beat black metal thing or something? <laughs> and then it's like you, you hear that, and I'm like, oh no, they're into like the atmospheric -y stuff and stuff too. Yeah, this part of I think part of like the atmosphere is really helped by the vocals. The vocals are, I mean, they're you know kind of typical like sludge or hardcore vocals where it's like a you know like a throaty roar, but they're always fucking really intense. You know, yeah, like he's always really fucking screaming. And I I like the vocalist. His voice is not normally my style of vocals, but I think he it works fits very very well with this. His voice surprised me because a lot of the time in this kind of music, like you may have like a good sound or a range in like one particular like kind of set of notes, you know, like are, are doing like it lower or higher. But like this guy, whenever he goes low, high, or he does the more like singing, like the throaty singing, mm -hmm. uh, it all like works pretty well for me. And that's probably usually the biggest hurdle for bands like this to me, at least. I don't love the throaty singing, but... I like that's that. a later talk. That's something that like 
I've been kind of getting more into like sludge and hardcore stuff. I'm getting more used to it. Oh, I really? like it more. Yeah, Nick, we've talked about this. Yeah, I know. I'm just fucking <laughs> with you. I don't know enough sludge to have to to really have like a strong basis to compare this to. There's don't, a there's don't a show band Brett Neurosis. Don't show him. <laughs> there's a band called Sludge. What? Sludge Sluggage. It's a it's, it's like sluggage. It's like sludgy death metal, but they sing about slugs. Yeah, it's about slugs, but <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> slug sludge, sluggage. Yeah, yeah. It's it's sludge, but with a G. So it's slug. G. Is it a uh, kind of a joke? Is that funny? I know. It's it. Do you think slugs are a joke? <laughs> Dude, have you seen those fucking articles that are like someone touched a snail and they got like a brain parasite and died? And I'm like, oh, whoa. Fuck. people are cool. And you look at the comments, everyone's like, everyone knows you don't touch snails. And I'm I like, wouldn't, I wouldn't touch a fucking snail. I did not know that. They get the snail. They get those snail. The fucking parasites that like make their eyes bug out, and they have to crawl to a top of a tree so a bird will come eat them. That's so fucking. And then the parasite goes into the bird, and And they take over the bird. No, I think they just get shit out all over the place. Then. Well, anyways, become the night. I wrote. It's kind of like a thesis for the whole album, where you get the horror sense, the blast beats, the catchy chorus, like the cool driving riffs. Um, you get even like near the end, like the disco drum beat comes in. Where like you know you get kind of just like the the very eclectic genre blending that is this album is all here on this song. I feel like this I, one this one never goes to me in like the really chorusy territory that a lot of the other songs do. Mm-hmm. Like because the chorus on this one is catchy. That riff is it, such a fucking chorus. Yeah, but like it's just it feels uh it feels like on the meaner side of this album. Compared yeah, it's to like one of the, the heavier of the songs. Yeah, yeah, like it's uh, yeah. This is more metal than goth rock. Yeah, some yeah. of them are m- more goth rock leaning. Yeah, Which, and I feel like there's a lot more like of those like oh yeah, like this is definitely the chorus, and it's not like trying to be. It's more got like a melody, like because this one, I mean, the riff is you know a catchy melody, but like you know he's not like singing, like he's just saying "Become the Night" or whatever. Yeah. Honestly, and I would think this like fucking sucked if he sang. <laughs> you know, like what is this? What is this radio? Are you oh, on, dude, they can't be on no, no clean singing. Yeah, they can't be on no clean singing anymore. <laughs> Shit. We got, a, we got a positive review on there. Think, didn't, we, didn't we? I don't know. I don't remember that. I, I think I remember we were on a no clean singing. Our, our power metal band? Yeah. Dude, they cover stuff with clean singing, and it's like, make, like figure out what you do, you know? <laughs> What's the point anymore? They got over it, like, in a year. They're like, oh, now we're going to open this up. Dude, I love, shout out nocleansinging.com. Like, you can find some good shit on there. One of the founders was like, I want to do Van Halen, though. <laughs> I really like rat. <laughs> um, so I guess you guys want to talk about track two curtains. Now this is the one that's like, this is a fucking single. Which they did make a video for this song. I thought this one might have been a single because, yeah, it's a very catchy vocal lines in this one. Like, not just the chorus. Like, everything is, you know, rhythmically catchy, I think. This song is, like, kind of, like, huge. And it's, like, driving. And, you know, they're just roaring the chorus at you. And the song just, like, moves at a clip. Yeah, the chorus is, again, it's really catchy. And I, I the, there's some great keys backing it up on this one, too. And I've Interestingly, I've never heard, like... And I'm sure I have, but I can't think of an instance where, like, the keyboard is just doing a really simple melody, and the singer is singing with the same rhythm, but not melodically. 
So it kind of has the effect of the guy is singing the, I don't, do you know what I'm saying? It, it's it's like he's singing the chorus, but he's really just shouting. Yeah, what I read, and then there's just notes attuned to it because they're backing him up. On yeah, it. so yeah. it's it's like he's singing a melodic chorus, but he's not. Yeah, Cult of Luna does that. Okay, it's lot, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I wrote that it's it's almost like like the vocals in the riffs and the drums have like this like almost like syncopated or lockstep feel to them at times, mm-hmm. where they're they're not, but they're on the same beat. Yeah. So it sound it's like it's just got this very weird, unique feel to it. It's all like they're doing one big simple thing, just just really well. And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a swinger here. This song reminds me a lot of like modern Voivod. I don't know modern Voivod. It's like this where they do these kind of just like weird simple patterns that feel off, mm-hmm. you know. But it's like still catchy and makes sense while you're listening to it. Yeah, I got but you. when you take a second to hear it, you're like. Like there's one modern Voivod song where the drum intro starts off and it's, you know, he's like, whatever. And, um, I read an interview with it and he was like, oh yeah, that's like five seventeenth time. And you're like, no, what, what but even yeah, is that? You wouldn't know. Cause they made it catchy somehow. Yeah. Yeah. This song to me, uh, has very like post metal vibes or, uh, I, what do you call it? Shoegaze, something like that. I could I, hear that. It's a it's little gothy, uh, like, uh, Effecty guitars. Yeah. I love the... Yeah, they know their way around some some tone. And some right after the chorus, there's like a... Pong, ding, pong, ding sound. It's cool. Yeah. Um, I also love... A lot of the lyrics on this album are really cool and weird. Like in this song, he says, Plastic body falling from a noose. Roll it over. It's wet and warm. I couldn't understand a single lyric on this oh really you didn't catch any of them no i started I, catching stuff there's some really cool <laughs> yeah. weird shit he says on I, this. I hear a, I, I maybe a couple of words and then i go what <laughs> you know <laughs> i think he's pretty easy to understand maybe i just really part. i wasn't tuning into it yeah i don't know i i caught like quite a bit of stuff and i like the lyrics because they were just very cryptic and you also weird. are very used to this kind of vocal i would say yeah yeah i guess so yeah it the because the closest thing i have to this would be like the ocean yeah, yeah. He kind of sings like that. This is like a fast ocean. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I listened to some ocean. Weird. This song it literally reminds me of a Cult of Luna song, kind of. So, like, I mean, this—that's the vibe I was getting from this. Just very heavy, very atmospheric. I, I think it was cool. Do you know uh, Cult of Luna was one of the progenitors of post metal? Mm-hmm. You knew that, Nick? Yeah. I feel like Neurosis is like the band that Neurosis made is like though. the one. Yeah, that like defined it. I think, but. I just wanted to say like some really easy facts that you knew. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I'd say that they were pretty. They were at the forefront at a point. Yeah. Who else was like a like a big was like Pelican around early enough to be? Yeah, but they kind of changed over time. Or like they were ISIS. All, ISIS was around. Yeah, they'd be around that time. But I mean, like, but even them, they weren't. ISIS wasn't like that. Was like early two thousands. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I feel like, like I can't think of anyone but Neurosis. Pelican. I think it's because they were so ahead of everybody. Yeah. Like, you know, Pelican's but, the first time I ever heard the word post-metal. Yeah. But even that was like mid-2000s. Like, yeah. I, think. I heard of post-anything post, like post anything the first time when I heard about Godspeed, you Black Emperor, and Explosions in the Sky, and I was like, post? What? I remember the first time I ever heard post-metal was uh, Agalog. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ashes Against the Grain. Like, that was the first time I ever heard someone say post-metal. I like Agalock because they... Agalock's they like one a post-black metal band? Yeah. They, they're like neo-folk and post-black metal. Like 
put together. What is uh like Sun uh what are they called? Sun O. They're no. drone band. Yeah. I'm not no, I'm thinking of the black metal band, but it's all like major key stuff. Oh, Deaf Heaven? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean is that's, that like that's post- like that's, it's called Black Gaze. Black Gaze, yeah. What about the other one, um Liturgy? Liturgy. Liturgy's like experimental. I listened to some of that and I couldn't take it. I thought you were talking about the Batushka album. Batushka? I thought Liturgia? I thought you were talking about the, the yeah the Batushka album for a second. But What's Batushka? The black metal band. Oh, yeah. they're like black metal, but they use like Gregorian chants and shit. It's awesome. Yeah, they're really good. That first uh, that album was good. Liturgy was big, like uh, negatively big for us because we were we were like teenagers when the whole like black metal manifesto came out uh, from yeah. their front man. I remember that who's front front woman now, but it was like Cascadian black blast beats that ebb and flow with like the soul of the music and it was like stop gotta stop yeah (laughs) um uh you guys want to talk about neon teeth which is my favorite song on the album I'm just going to say it. Uh, this one is even more John Carpenter than like anything else. Like I fucking I love the, I mean, it's really similar to the opening track, the, the sense that open it. Just a dee-doo-dee-doo-dee-doo-dee-doo. I really like when they do the black metal riff with like the, the doo-doo, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that eerie melody like over it and stuff. I think that, that works really well. Oh, I love the bloopy watery synth Yeah, the bloopy, synth thing. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, I think it sounds awesome when they're doing the black metal riff and he, and they do the blast beat for a while. Dude, it's like so that. good. I, the, the keyboards are just so fucking simple. It's like fucking smart. It's brilliant. Yeah, like it's, they just, they're they're just like. They just know exactly what to do with them and it's like fucking not that hard. <laughs> it's like when you look up like, like what the fuck is this restaurant's secret, secret sauce? And it's like a bunch of seasonings and then mayonnaise. You know, like it's the simplest thing. But it ties it all together and makes it work super well. That's an interesting analogy, and I don't follow. <laughs> if you think about it for the next hour or so, I bet you will. I'm going to think about it. Mayonnaise is kind of complicated. Mayonnaise it's like is like an emulsified. It's whipped eggs. Yeah, but there's like a lot of science that goes into that. Whipping would, an egg? I would have said it's like if you look into what the seasoning on something is, and it's like salt and pepper. That's like exactly what I just said, though. No, it's not. <clears throat> it's not. <laughs> no, I, know, I don't know but um no yeah this one's catchy as hell this was the first one that like really got like stuck in my head this was the first like, one when i was listening to this uh album for the first time and it got here and i you know i was at, i was at work so i wasn't able to look at song titles and stuff but i was like is he saying neon teeth <laughs> that's fucking cool i thought it was trees at first i don't remember I, which uh what what lyric it was but it, i think it was before this where it was the first experience i had with going did he just say that <laughs> like you know yeah. like it, trying to figure out what kind of lyrics they were there was i was like there's no fucking way he's saying blood disco yeah <laughs> he says blood disco yeah i don't dislike per se the chorus vocals but i don't love them the, you know the, 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 the like harsh like the yeah rough I, I singing don't, i don't even mean this in a bad way but i think they're kind of butt rock yeah but like I mean, I, but i like it like it, you know it's like it, it is works. very like hardcore or but you know i, I don't know it's, how to it say is it but, it's but it's but let's just but. call it what it is you know what i like a lot about this song too you get those disco like the symbol work yeah there's even a point where he does that yeah it's yeah. like <laughs> and then 
but the like we we're talking about earlier that like kind of echoey um synth that af- it's you know it's like there's like the solo and then you get like the the fast rolling drums and then that that plays and then it comes back into the chorus but the chorus is just following over all of that and it goes into like a blast beat oh is that what it does like the round where there's the backing vocals going on top of yeah and it's like it's like mixing the bridge and the chorus on top of each other it's it's just yeah because he's saying the two different melodies yeah it's a a very cool climactic ending um i also i want to read some more lyrics in this song he says Melt your flesh into a gold shining pile of failure. Seal the glow within a shell. Now the earth is done with us. Taste what made the dark afraid. And you're just like, God, I love thinking about that. That's so cool. <laughs> that makes me sad. And that makes me feel good. God, I love feeling sad. Um, uh, Neon Teeth goes into my hall of bangers. I would vote it in. Yes! It's not my number one pick, but it, it, I would vote it in. I do not vote a hall of bangers, but I won't veto. You only need two out of three anyway. Right? I can veto. We change the rules. Because you only get one veto, though. You get infinite vetoes. No, the whole show. What? For the remainder of this podcast. I used, I spent veto. mine on uh, some Coheed and Cambria song, probably. That <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even have the full episode for. Fuck! Um, Want to move on to Dead End Dreams? This one's cool. This beat, um, the whole fucking song, it's so catchy. What I like, I like how that drum beat is so simple, but the fact that it like it skips, like it like swings a beat. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it throws you off. It has a real. Like, I will fucking groove to this in my car, just like drumming the whole song, like in a trance. Yeah, I like how it's like a creepy, upbeat vibe. It's kind of a rare mood, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I dig it. This one also has a bit of uh like cult of e stuff because they do that thing too where it's like they'll just like pick a beat randomly mm-hmm. for like a song or something and uh it's pretty cool but um that i also realized this is the first in like t- these two songs in a row like this one and the next track werewolf hospital remind me they're like the two different sides of that band nightfall oh yeah like, holy <laughs> shit like, that i would i wanted to talk about that band but i forgot about them oh this yeah, is lesbian yeah. show yeah. and then the next one is the like next one is like the athenian echoes yeah stuff. Like, yeah it's like, or even like the more recent stuff like the more thrashy stuff yeah. if only because this is called skin show and it reminded me so much of welcome to the lesbian show but that, that i mean lesbian, there's lesbian real show. similarities there's real similarities between these bands i think like guys they're one of the ones that i kept thinking of like that I was. if like, you're oh. listening to this and you've not heard nightfall's lesbian show fucking go listen to it right listen now to it. we're gonna pick it one day i'm gonna pick it one day so <laughs> we're gonna, gonna be the talk next thing <laughs> um yeah this song has this cool like that drum beat makes the song feel like you're like dancing but lurching at the same time um it's like a fucked up quiet riot. Come on, feel the noise. You know, I get I get like Twin Peaks vibes too. Like I could see yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. the For band sure. at like the bar that they all go to playing yeah. this and like a girl like on the stage kind of just like lurching around. Yeah, some weird backwards droney fucking yeah. yeah. I also love that that I, I I can't make the noise, but there's like a there's a really cool guitar riff that comes in in like the second half of the song. That you know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of uh, vocals and guitar uh, riffing like all the melodies on this one are really great i actually feel like they might have structured this one uh a bit more intently than some of the others like just because or maybe you know they just 
they just wanted to experiment more with it. But there's a lot of stuff like there's always, if you notice in this song, there's like always a melody going on mm-hmm. like of some kind. Like, so it's a, it's a bit more, that's what separates this one, at least from like kind of the rest of the record, at least, even though there's elements of that. This one too, I feel like this is one of the more like post-punk gothy, like mm-hmm. this could be like a killing joke song or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is honestly kind of like in their own, I've never heard a band really do it like the same way doing that style of song, but that is kind of like a, a post sludgy kind of um, type of song. Yeah. You know, like that, that, to add something like this in an album. Do you like ministry max? Not really. No, that's interesting. Cause they like, they, I, I don't know. It seems like they check all your boxes that you'd think they would there, but they're just like a little too like in your face and like, like kind of dumb. Even the old ministry. I was, I need to listen to it again. Cause that's, that to me seems like something you'd like. I should listen to it. To me, Ministry seems like they never, like, comparative to something like this, where it's more melded, there are a couple of different sounds, like, were just way far away from each other, you know? Like, they didn't integrate them as much, it seems. Who, Ministry? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. At least just from my very limited exposure to Ministry. They have an album title that I really like that's, uh, The Mind is a Terrible Thing to Taste. (laughs) I think that's clever. That is fun. Um, Yeah, uh, I will say, too, this song... it's not fun. It's supposed to be cool. <laughs> one of the <laughs> negatives I have for this record is this is one of the songs that kind of just ends. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it also just kind of starts, too, though. Like, it's not... <laughs> yeah, I like mean, there, there's a few songs where the structure is kind of just, it goes through it's like a couple a different parts, and then it stops. It's almost like a little a little break, a little dance break thing or yeah, something. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, it's like a point that that drum beat just goes the whole time, and then it stops. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and this is one of those songs where you kind of start thinking, like, this is like experimental and kind of proggy in addition to being like really straightforward. See, I would never have thrown prog that tag at this, but, but I never I, would have Kings X. But then the more we talked about it, I was like, you know what? Yeah. This is I can see it. It's if it's prog, it's prog to me in the way like pink Floyd is where it's more atmosphere than like, yeah. I, I, if, if you'd consider that prog, yeah. I prog's not the word that comes to mind yeah. for me. I'd say definitely experimental though. Experiment. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, the next track, which is, I mean, just the star of the show in terms of title, Werewolf Hospital. Best song title, best concept. (laughs) Yes, easily. That's riffs. I mean, this, this it's one. Thra- it's the thrashiest song. I love song. that fucking yeah. speed metal riff. Yeah. <laughs> this song surprised the hell out of me the first time it came on. This one, like I said, is the is the other half of Nightfall. Where it's kind of like fast. I, I love all the riffs, and I love I love the song, but the chorus sort of fell a little flat on me. Where he just says, Werewolf Hospital. Well, because it's, it's the shouting thing where, it, yeah, he goes, It goes into the Like, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I guess I maybe I wish if they could have done a... a more chorusy chorus in this with all the thrashy riffs and stuff. This I thought, would have been a really, really good song. I don't know. I feel like every time right before it, when it builds up to him saying werewolf hospital, it's like so fucking like big at that point. <laughs> like I'm like, I'm like, uh, like it's like, that's the release right there. And then, but yeah, I fuck it. When I first heard that, I didn't look at the song title either. And I was like, if this song, if this is what I think it is, this is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. And like, and, and fucking, I, I was not disappointed. I actually have a whole section in my notes that said, if Brett talks shit on Werewolf Hospital, uh, that I have to go into a whole thing about how you should write. How would you write a song about a werewolf hospital? 
What? He was so incensed about Why this. Why were you so ready for me to talk? Told, I don't know. I was ready for you to fucking. He talk, told me this. He was like, "I'm on, fucking prepared for Brett to talk shit on the song or the lyrics or what." The idea. Oh, why would I not like a werewolf hospital? I don't know. That's fun. Because you'd be like, you'd be like, it's like spooky, and I don't like that. <laughs> it's not spooky. <laughs> yeah, I love. There's like a really like, it's like trying to be spooky. Wish there's was, like a deep, nasty, like death metal riff under the vocals of the verses. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. We haven't mentioned it's like t- three days before Halloween, isn't it? <gasps> this oh, is our, shit. this is our spooktober spectacular. Nick, can you prepare the, uh, the salt and the candles for later? I will. Okay. Thank you. Um, I like it when this song does a, does like down, 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 down. And then <laughs> he just starts like repeating the whole, all the lyrics of the <laughs> when, song. When he's just like, it's like speaking it over like an intercom or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like fucking weird. I love that. It's, it's, so like cool. the, it's like he's like oh. he's speaking in the hospital. Yeah, I know I know what you're talking about. The yeah. fucking weird stompy slidey riff. Yeah. And then it's like the same the, lyrics, he's like, but it's could be it's, a cripple or a crutch. Yeah, that's so yeah. fucking eerie. It's awesome. It's <laughs> a, I, I like that. It's over the hospital intercom. Can I read that you some sense. lyrics awesome. from this that are really cool? He says plasmatic fuzz drains into a crown, cannot find a head the right shape. Bring it here. You spilled it everywhere. Be careful not to draw a crowd. Whoa. You're just like, whoa, cool. <laughs> I wonder what that has to do with the cover, the album cover. It's kind of hospital themed. Who could say? Uh, the lion's daughter listening or reading interviews with him. It seems like his style is a lot like, like mine and what I like where it's, it's very like, what if I said this? What does that mean? I don't know. What do you think? Whoa, that's deep. You know, that's like, uh, that's what Dio always said about the Holy Diver album cover. And he's like, people come up to me and say, why are you drowning a priest on the cover of the album cover? And I say, how do you know that's not the demon drowning? That like, sounds exactly <laughs> like something Dio would say. It is. He that's, says it all the time. That's called avoiding Dio. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, that's a fucking priest that you're drowning on the cover. And then it's he like, would say, Is Holy Diver not like a pun or something? He'd pull out a gun and he'd say, Bring me Vinny Apice. Ap- 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 how do you say his name? Apice. One of them is a piece, and then the brother is Apice. He'd they, be like, Bring me Vinny a piece. I'm going to fucking kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> Deaf fucking who? But yeah, last thing about Werewolf Hospital is. Back on the chorus, like, I love how it's, like, a fucking, it's not, like, howling, you know, like, a wolf howling, but he's, like, howling out Werewolf Hospital, and it, it grows within the bones or whatever. It's fucking cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, next up is Sex Trap. Uh, yeah, the, the bass tone on this song fucking rocks. This is the one I wrote. I usually forget how this one goes until it starts, and I remember, oh, this is the one with the cool bass line. Yeah. I wish there was more bass on this record. There's a lot of bass. I wish there was more bespoke bass and not just following the I think it, I think or... it would get it would get cheesy if they did it too much. You don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I, I, I feel like as, in regards to the mix, I can always hear the bass. It sounds really good. But like... The, uh, it's talking like he's play, plays bass or something. But the uh, he does silly. Yeah, if they did too much of this, I would have been like, that's too much or whatever. But it works really well in this song. I dig it. The tone is great. I really like until this song like picks up and gets heavy. You know, it's very atmospheric and like reverby and echoey. You know, and it's very like it's got kind of just like a melancholy vibe to it. This one was my holla banger. This really? this is on the more shoegazy spectrum in my to my ears. I could see that. Yeah. This is one, too, that kind of just ends, and I feel like the parts are a little disparate. 
This one fades out. Yeah, it it goes to the really heavy part, and then it goes back to the echoey synths and the bass line, and then it kind of just like ends, you know? Dude, people talk shit on fade outs. I think that's a great way to end a song. I don't mind it. it. I think it works really well on this one. Yeah, it it like leaves you wanting. I think fade outs, especially, you know what I I don't like about fade outs is uh, like power metal bands do this all the time where they'll have something and it'll be like whatever and then they introduce like a sick ass like fast melody riff and after like five seconds it starts fading out and it's like give me more of that yeah but then the rest of it's in your imagination and and I you can imagine they're off in the distance and the song is even better now i don't want that i want to just hear the riff yeah i get that but it's it's like a a big crescendo build but also it's like just play the riff and let me hear it <laughs> sure but then it would literally just end. Yeah, but you could just play the riff for like 20 seconds and then start fading out. That's too much. You know what I saw, Nick, today? That made me think of you. It said typo negative is just pumpkin spice for boys. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> that's so good. And I was like, that's very true. <laughs> Goyle's like typo negative too. That is true. <laughs> I love typo negative so much. Would I like typo negative? Should I listen to them again? I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't know at this point what you do. If you do... <laughs> I'm I'm the most simple one of us. You're not, though. You always change it. I think World I Coming Down... I haven't fucking middle school. World Coming Down is the most straightforward of their albums. No, you won't like that one. But October Rust is my favorite. October Rust seems like the one that everyone October likes. Rust, It's yeah. so good. It's like a perfect album. And I'm pretty sure... You like sure. Tripping a Blind Man. Well, yeah, that, well, that was one of their later albums. Yeah, it? it was it's their last one. one, their last yeah. one. Uh, the only album there's, I don't really, the the first one is like completely different, so I don't really count it. I, I think love that album. Life is Killing Me is kind of like whatever. It's we're, okay. the, we're like the only two people in the world who think that though, which is weird. Yeah, I, I that one like, it's got some great songs on it, but like it never connected with, with me. Like it's always been my least favorite one. I think it rides really high on how I Don't Want to Be Me how good that song is. See, I don't even really like that one that much. That's like, uh, I think that's a perfect song. It's so good. I like it, but like, it's just, it never stuck out. I always thought it was weird. It was a single, but I don't know. Yeah. I kind of feel bad that I saw them and I don't remember it. That Kelsey Frost. Up. It was uh-huh. awesome. That's the weirdest I, goddamn I, show. I didn't, I, I brand never, new sin was supposed to play, but they didn't make it to that <laughs> show. Yeah. <laughs> I would never have expected he, that he was about to die, you know? He yeah. calls Peter, and he's like, we can't make it, brother. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. My motorcycle broke down. I'm picking that one next. <laughs> I'll I'll kill you. Yeah. No, you got to pick, like, like, a 2007 Rage album. <laughs> no oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> With no fear on it. Did they wear no fear shirts in that in that video? I hope so. Is that a brand? Yeah. Is No Fear a brand? Yeah. No. I guess I was just thinking about Tap Out. It's, it's very similar. <laughs> you I just thought, buy it at Walmart. Yeah. I thought Tap Out was like the martial arts for the longest time. Like that was MMA. Oh. Just Tap Out. I mean, that's just what. <laughs> like they're playing Tap Out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys going to go play Tap Out? <laughs> oh, Brett, look, that's No Fear. Oh. Okay. That looks that like an old Mountain Dew logo. I was about something. to say, that, yeah. looks like a, that looks like an energy drink. Yeah. Guys, if you want to hear a funny song, look up Rage, No Fear. <laughs> and if you want to hear a good song, look up Rage, Refuge. Perfect Man. Perfect Man is good. His vocals are like way too fucking like high and airy for me on that album, though. He had a weird voice. He really did. 
He's one of those singers that's like, you're not supposed to be a singer. You shouldn't be doing this, but you made it work for like a couple songs. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're fucking like 34 albums in and it's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, they're a little spent. <laughs> they're like fucking Hayao Miyazaki uh, from Ghibli where each album they're like, this is our last one. And then like a day later, they're like, we're back. <laughs> uh, the next song, Snake, Snake Face. Face. This song starts with a fat ass synth. <laughs> this is a... It, it kind of has like an it's arena squelch. It's got like an arena rock riff to kick things off when everything kind of jumps in. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I believe that whatever fucking synth he's got is worth some money because that thing sounds good. It's fucking. I want it. Yeah. It's just like a free VST. Yeah, exactly. It, it <laughs> probably is, or it could be, but it just sounds so fucking good. Like when it's isolated by itself, like that. Yeah, this song goes like from. Uh, doing like the arena rock riff thing to like then it goes nightmare on elm street and gets sludgy yeah it's awesome i i will again be reading lyrics because the lyrics to this song are cool and you're like what he he says have i told you of the snake face it haunts the screens alone it hurts itself to get free in pieces of purple and chunks of pink and you're like what what's that mean don't make no sense what are you talking about mr giordano no but i think it might make sense though and he says what do you think it means bro <laughs> bro <laughs> but i think that the keys um just talking about those um on this song in particular they really put the song over the top for me like in a good way uh yeah i don't know there's something about the synth on this one i mean i i like it throughout the whole record but something a little different done on this one this song That's is cool. one of the more like ominous and creepy ones and it's definitely it's got the the synths that are higher pitched and very like echoey yeah yeah i like on the chorus the it's like ascending bells mm -hmm. that just keep reverberating. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, this is a really cool song. This is another one that kind of just ends. Doesn't quite like go anywhere. Like it goes places, but then it kind of just... There are a few songs on here that are kind of just vibes, and that's fine though. Yeah. You know? I like, I like it. it. I, I like that they're just like three minute fucking songs. Mm -hmm. I love, like songs don't need to be fucking... It, could, it, it should be longer. long things. It should be longer, but they're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> their next album every song is like 12 minutes long seven minutes <laughs> you guys said you wanted prog <laughs> no we just want you to repeat it more um anything else to say about snake face i like the drums uh, that they go into a disco beat on the chorus the yes. second time yeah that's cool i love the the drum work on this album is fucking incredible it's so fucking keep it simple stupid but so good the drums it just works really well i mean this in a good way but it sounds like the drummer is just like right before each riff they're like play this type of beat and he's like okay like and he just plays like that like whatever beat they need perfectly yeah but well, like yeah. but there's yeah it's like there's it's cool because there's like it's not very like flourishy or whatever like it's just like it's the thing that fucking fits and it works like mm -hmm. you know and it's like i like that yeah but then there's times where he does like really impressive like cymbal work where he he'll be playing like a metal you know like just uh one two three four beat but then he's doing like disco like cymbal work over it and it's just really fucking cool. I've wanted to, I, I don't think I've gotten a chance to say this yet, but I've wanted to a bunch of times. The simplicity of this music, I fucking appreciate so much. It's like a goddamn breath of fresh air and metal. 
like just a fucking nice riff, good beat, some interesting ideas on top. It's like uh, so much metal now is fucking tech out the ass and shred. Mm-hmm. And I just am so tired of it. Why we can't just we I, why can't we go back to the good old days, you know? Pentatonics and fucking three chords, baby. Glory days. <laughs> <laughs> Pantera got sing it, it Bruce. right. <laughs> Watch sing that there, Bruce. <laughs> well, the next track, All Hell is Mine. I like this one's got like a fucking weirdo punk energy to it. This, this one's one, got a little new metal energy. So to it. I, I had written down a little bit. I had written down on this one that this one kind of sounds a bit goofy when it's uh, separated from the rest of the album. You know, like if I just heard this on its own, I think it'd be a weirder experience because there's just like there's like a circus snare beat at the beginning. <laughs> well, and the synths are going like. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, that's the new metal to me. That's like uh, Cold Chamber, Static X. I don't know what Cold. Uh, yeah, this yeah, sounds like Static, Static X. X. Yeah, I, I think Cold Chamber sounds like Static X. <laughs> that's is that no, Dino Cazares? I, I don't know. Yeah, the Devil Driver. Yeah, no, that that guy's Kadena. That's Des. Kod- yeah. He's got that fucking stupid ass like chin tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> don't make fun of the guy's chin tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> he should have known better. <laughs> But um, you know, I, I do think that the uh, the latter half of this song is fun with the the horror movie keys coming back in full force and the bass line uh, keeps getting stuck in my head. This is a really cool this this song is a little uh, frustrating for me to hear because uh, when I put this on my iPod, it would play the first five seconds of this song and then skip, and I couldn't figure out why I was doing it. So I've heard that like a billion times, and it like just drove me uploaded out. it wrong or something. Yeah, I don't know. My iPod's, you know, 15 years old, so... Because you keep putting off us having a play date where we fix our iPods. It takes two to tango, motherfucker. I ask you all the time. I say, you want to play iPods this Friday? And you're like, I can't. Let's fucking do it. (laughs) Why are you bringing this up? (laughs) We're talking about this right now. These motherfuckers listening have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Me and Brett bought parts to fix our iPods and... We haven't, it was like six months ago, so I haven't used my iPod yet. We could have done it last weekend, but we spent two hours shooting BB guns. <laughs> Which guys, by the way, make, let's, we're going to make a poll. Should Nick shoot BB guns with us? Yes or no? Nick, it's so fun. I don't want to. Just fucking shoot a can over a bunch of times. <laughs> the, the secret is that you actually only hit it once at the very beginning, and then you spend the next two hours angry and you can't hit it again. But you know it's not the gun because you hit it once. <laughs> And then the neighbor kid starts mowing the lawn, so like every two minutes you have to stop for five minutes so he gets to the other side of the lawn again. It was really fun. And you just move the can. <laughs> move the can every time? No, just move it to where the kid's not mowing. Like you're not aiming the gun. There's only one direction you can shoot, and it's back. You can't just like shoot towards the other house. Oh, yeah, I guess. Think a picture of my yard in your head. Just hit the can then and think don't shoot it into the yard. Think about how stupid you're sounding. Just shoot the can and it won't go in their yard. Nick, you're the most uh, irresponsible gun owner in the world. Because I don't own one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you count as a gun owner because you have a BB gun? I believe so. <laughs> That's what I believe. All right, guys, let's talk about <laughs> the title track, Skin Show. 
Um, this is one of my favorite songs on here. I love the really, I say it a lot, but there's so much like echo and reverb and delay on the synths. That's really fucking cool. Uh, yeah, he he's doing some like warbly like pitch thing. Mm-hmm. Like the there's some sort of effect on the synthesizer where it like goes out of key. You yeah, know what it's, I mean? it's it's almost. I mean, maybe he's fucking with the pitch wheel. Right. Yeah, there's a super yeah that effect driven uh, vocal part is like super unique on the album, and uh, I really dig it too. I think it's cool. Yeah, this song has kind of like a like a pulled back atmosphere to me. This is like a techno beat version of one of their songs. Yeah, I this is probably this is my the most second dancey, favorite. Gothy. I think I I dig yeah. this one. It's got like a goth stomp and then the disco beat thing. I dig this one, but I do think it's kind of when every time I heard it, I was like, it's a weird choice for the title track. I like that though. I think that's kind of the essence of this kind of maybe this band and their latter albums and this album in general is that's a weird choice, you know, but I think it all works really well. Bunch of left field decisions. Yeah. That's like, this stuff is interesting because like if anybody did anything that sounds like this ever again, it's like, oh, you're doing a lion's daughter thing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like this is a thing. They just made well, up this sound. And one of the interviews I read too, where he said like, that was kind of, that's my goal as a musician is to always try to do something I haven't before. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of, I keep saying it, it's like simple, but it's brilliant. He also said, and this is something you guys should take into mind. He bought a sexy poster of Lita Ford off of eBay and put it up in the studio so that whatever he was writing a riff or something, Lita Ford was staring at him. Is this real? That's what he said in an interview. He was like, <laughs> instead of like looking at the back of Rob Halford's head, I had Lita Ford. Huh? So 2023 Lita Ford. Yeah, so just keep it's that like in a mind. nice mom. <laughs> it's a picture from her Instagram. <laughs> He's like, I went to Kinko's. Had <laughs> this blown up. Costs like four hundred and twelve dollars. <laughs> My muse has and will always be Annie Wilson from Heart. I thought you were going to say Liv Tyler. Oh yeah, Liv Tyler too. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and too the, many muses. And the middle blonde from uh, Three's Company, Cindy Snow. Dude, who's Suzanne Summers died a couple weeks ago. No, she did not. Yeah, she I didn't did. hear about that. Yeah, so that's she sad. had um, breast cancer, I think. Oh, that's sad. To keep this train rolling, fucking like we just found out an hour ago that Matthew Perry died. That's crazy. He drowned. That's like, that's one of those ones where I'm like, nah, I don't believe you. It doesn't Matthew feel Perry real Matthew Perry can't die. It can't be real. That's, um, I saw a thing the other day that uh, Bruce Willis is like nonverbal now. Ah, uh, damn. Uh, that's sad. This is a shitty conversation. I know. <laughs> I mean, this song kind of brings it out though. This is like a downer of a song. I guess so. <clears throat> it was natural. But back to the song. I love the vocoders that were, where they're saying skin show mm-hmm. with little robot voices. It's cool. And then the way the song kind of builds back up from there and incorporates all the stuff to like a big, big climactic chorus that ends as we get into the final track, Chemist. This is a banger for me. Let me tell you something. This song fucks. This song fucks hard. Yeah. Doobie. I love that. Dun, 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 dun. It's yeah. ultra dun, dun, fucking heavy. Dun. I would love it's to hear. Do me an epic. More of this. This is a proper closer. It's really yeah. feels like a. Cl- I I feel like we haven't had a super banger of a closer on the last few albums that we've done. I don't know why, but I feel like I've just 
not been into the closers or we've always had the conversation of like it's weird that it's a closer it's just another song or whatever you know that's like been the, the trend the last few yeah this is a this is I, a fucking I, when's closer. the last time we've had a super banger anyways this would go into hall of bangers for me i'd put this one this was my other pick so this goes in the golden hall of bankfulness yeah and this is brett and i were talking about this the other day album closers are like sacred for me like the closer needs to be not just a song. It's got to be like the song. You They're know? supposed to be like the most whelming. Maybe not like the catchiest or the most. It's just the, they've got to be like the biggest. Yeah. They've got to be, be yeah. the epic. They've got to be the yeah. song that you put like everything into and you just make it special. Or it has to somewhat represent the journey of the album you just heard. Yeah. I love in this song, the lyric goes like face of an animal and then it, it stops to like just the bass playing and he's like muttering like a fucking terrifying fucking animal monster yeah. the lyrics in this song are fucking weird you gotta learn how to be a dinosaur when you get into sludge <laughs> <laughs> this is a thing that happens often huh oh yeah oh yeah i like to <laughs> this is like the oh, only... that's classic animal <laughs> this is like out the, of the only sludge. song that is long too and i feel like it really uses that well by having this sort of you know this like heavy doom sludge that swaps into like thrashing fastness to go back Dude. into the the ho- horror sludge. The fucking thrash riffs, it's like so fucking intense in contrast to everything else on this album. It's It feels like you're fucking going light speed. They, and then those synthesizers on top of it are, it's genius. Yeah, Brilliant. I think I, I, think, I think that they saved the best thrash riff for last with using this one. Even the ones on Werewolf Hospital, which I like those riffs, but this is the best like fast thrash riff on the album, I think. I want to bring up one well, last. There's, there's only been like three fast riffs. Yeah. And I yeah. love the Werewolf Hospital riff. But yeah, this one is, is it feels like way, way, way more intense. Than yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's almost like Megadeth-y because it has like that like really sharp movement thing, you know, going on. Mm-hmm. Like, it's cool. I want to bring up one last lyric. Um, I love in this song, he says, wrap me in cold leather and drop me into the sea. I like that. It's so fucking cool. God, that's, that's awesome. God. I want that done to me. I can do that for you tomorrow. Dude, if only. We'll have to drive a while to get to the sea, but I can do it. We'll have to drive like fucking 24 hours to get to the sea. I can do it. (laughs) All right. I did want to say that in regards to this one kind of being the only one that's like a longer song, uh, thinking about that, actually, this is, I mean, this is more of an overall thing, but like thinking about that, how this is the only one that differentiates in like really like a, a totally different kind of structure and with it being longer and a bit more winding the songs that do kind of just do the same rhythmic beat thing like the more you know kind of vibey songs that you keep saying like just it kind of end you know the more i'm thankful for those because if they were all like big chorus like structured like the the catchy songs are on this album it'd be really fucking boring or it would get old like way quick sounds very dynamic yeah yeah but um, if everyone was just like a an, an anthem thing i'd be like eh, you know, yeah it would get old um yeah do you guys want to uh Going to our overall thoughts. Let's talk about our overall thoughts and give it our ratings. We're going to start with Nicholas. Uh, yeah, this is the reason that Max and I are friends, like this type of stuff. That's right. It's awesome. Uh, actually, <laughs> Nick, the real reason we're friends is just because we get along great. That's true. We do that too. Finally picked a good one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. But uh, but no, uh, this this is a great melding of so many things that I like. And uh, it never really... I love how... how many places it can go this is the sign of like a good record in this style is that how many places it can go while never really breaking tonally 
Yeah, everything it all feels, feels on like purpose. It, it feels, feels like it all fits. Yeah, like it's all the same. It's it, uh, yeah, I love it. It just is what it is, and it's not embarrassed about it. I think great songs, great performances all around. I gave it a ninety. Damn. Um. Okay. Now we're gonna go clockwise over to our friend Brett. Okay. The parts that make up this record are not the typical kind of stuff that I like, but somehow it all comes together, and it's like more than the sum of its parts. Baby's first sledge. It is babies. This is like the most accessible sludge <laughs> record you could have given. Um, well, it's the well the Mars Volta was a fucking baby's first noise album or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, somehow this bridges goth rock and sludge and black metal and shit that I just don't listen to with fucking John Carpenter keyboards for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> like some shit that I would never think. Yeah, that's a good idea, but it it. It's just like good ass fucking songwriting, catchy also, fucking like, riffs. You see the cover and you're just like, yes, of course that's what this sounds like. <laughs> yeah, you know? I guess, yeah, yeah. They they just kind of like made up a genre, and are like, here's here's a new thing, here's this new thing. Um, it's unique. The fucking production and the tones are great. The fat ass synth. Um, and like I, I, it's short enough to leave me wanting more. You know. So many albums fucking overstay their welcome, but this one doesn't, um, which is smart. You I do not want to overstay your welcome with Brett Scott. No, <laughs> no, you don't. You don't want to see what will happen. When you don't overstay your welcome, like the Lion's Daughter, I give you an 85%. Wow. 85, huh? It's going to beat fucking Blood Ceremony. It, if he gives it 100, <laughs> which he's prone to do. I will not do that. I did that twice in a row, which is utterly unprecedented. <laughs> It was insane. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly shattered the podcast. Um, I wrote down that this is a great album with a wholly unique sound. A couple songs are um, a little, don't stand out quite as much and kind of have a lackluster progression. But the album as a whole is fantastic. It's got strong production, um, incredible use of synths. The drumming is incredible. Uh, the vocals are fantastic. The riff playing is sharp and, and dope everything about it is just really good um i've never heard anything that sounds quite like this i don't know if you if i will you know it's just one of those things where it's like i don't i don't really know if even this band can replicate this sound again they just gotta build on it or even if they want to replicate and like, this sound now well I, I don't know how popular this is but not hugely. maybe we'll see like new bands using this kind of feel i'd like that that'd be cool um yeah, this is an album I'm really glad that I saw it on sale and just took a gamble on it. Um, none of their other albums have like hit for me like this one does, but this has become a very... I listen to this album probably like once a week. It's just like a, I want to hear something that I can kind of focus on, nod my head along to, but not pay too much attention to sometimes. So they just got to learn to drone a bit more. Yeah, just go like... <laughs> for like four minutes. Like that. A riff. These guys, they'll be like a chick, they, like crying. They trance pretty good. They don't drown. Do you think I was going to make a joke about like electronic genres, but I can't make it funny? So, <laughs> good call. Yeah, good call. Um, I'm actually going to go lower than Nick. I want to give this album an 89 out of 100. I think that might be the first time that someone has picked an album and another person gave it higher. It was for me. That gives it an 88 out of 100. Is that as high? I think I thought Blood Ceremony was in the 90s. Let's see. Is it at 88? Let's sort this shit. That puts it at number 
four. It's in between yes and meatloaf. <laughs> yes got an extra hundred on it, you know? So, so if you it's got a little edge. If you remove yes, it's in between amorphous and meatloaf. What are the top two then? It's Blood a ceremony bar- and Queensryche. Queensryche, oh yeah, okay. That Queensryche album is like fucking untouchable, which makes sense. Blood ceremony still beat it out. That shit's so good. So this is above meatloaf? No, right underneath. Oh. Meatloaf, bad out of hell, then the lion's daughter. <laughs> two good records. Love it that. goes blood ceremony. <laughs> two, two solid picks. <laughs> our ta- our list is crazy. Blood ceremony, queen strike, meatloaf, lion's daughter, yes, amorphous, ice and tour, Herbie Hancock, Jeff Buckley, and the Mars Volta. Those are the top 10. Very nice. I saw the Mars Volta a couple weeks back. How was that? It was awesome. It was really great. We didn't go see Bell Witch. Yeah, we didn't. Couldn't really make it work. They'll come back. Yeah. We didn't see Boris and the Melvins either. Do that shit sold out. That? It sold out. We were oh, you didn't re- have tickets? No. no I would have bought tickets for that. Well, I didn't, I didn't even fucking think about it. I didn't <laughs> I didn't consider a show could sell out. Yeah, that I I have not been to a show that was in danger of selling out in years, so I forgot that happens. <laughs> we went to Halloween and Brett was just like, This is it? This is like <laughs> you're like, this is all the only people coming? <laughs> like, that filled out pretty good. It felt uh, pretty decent, yeah, I think. <laughs> the most packed show I've been to recently was that, that Godflesh show. The bottleneck was like, you could barely move. Oh, Atheist and Cynic had a pretty good turnout. They did. Yeah. Did, were, did you play with us, Nick, when we played with Glory Hammer and Ailstorm? No, no, I didn't. Dude, oh my I remember. God. Like, where the fuck did all these people come from? They just come crawling out of the woodwork, one of those bands. Like when Dragon Force came and they like come out of a pile the of Beaumont was like door to door and it was like, what the fuck? Who the fuck out, are you? They came out of a pile of kilts and Funko Pops. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Nick. Yes. Hit us with them cues and we'll hit you with some A's. So I don't know if you guys are going to be able to guess this. Um, it's not something that I've really talked about. I may have talked to you, Max, about this album, maybe like an offhand comment about it. Uh, Ayatun. No, <laughs> that'd be, that'd be pretty obvious, <laughs> but, but, uh, I'm still kind of in the mood to do something a little bit out of my wheelhouse. And I've only listened to this album a couple times. I really like this one song in particular, only listened to the album a couple times. It's something different that we can do, uh, but I didn't want to go so blind and do another soja accident. So like, uh, <laughs> so, uh, this one, I actually know what it is. It's just kind of something different for me. Uh, I guess first hint, um, it's we've done this genre kind of before, but I would kind of compare it to any record that we've done. I would compare it to the Jeff Buckley Grace. So it's kind of that like indie folk rock, uh, but there's a little bit of country in this as well. And it's a uh, singer songwriter performer. Is it a uh, man or a woman? Woman. Um, is it kind of gives me uh, Stevie Nicks vibes sometimes too. I mean, I'm gonna take a Cheryl swing. Crow. Is it Mirker? No. I did think about doing an, a Mirker album, but that's actually what got me to think, no, I want to do this. I'll swing and miss again. Is it uh, Chelsea Wolf? No. I don't think Chelsea Wolf sounds I'm, like that. I'm over here thinking like Alanis Morissette. I have no fucking idea. I don't even know what these things you're saying are. Yeah. I, I don't know if you guys are going to know this artist. That's the thing. Cause it's not like a super big artist, um, at least compared to the people that you've guessed so far. Can you give me another hint? Um, said newer artist. I think first album came out in 2014. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'll just tell you. Like I said, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I've talked to you guys about this before, but, um, uh, her name is Jess Williamson. Don't know it. Okay. So, uh, we're going to do her, um, 2020 release called Sorceress. Oh, that sounds tight. And like I said, it's kind of got that indie 
folk uh, with, like I said, a, a little bit of country and some uh, other stuff on there. It's an she interesting album. from America? She's from Texas, yes. Oh, wait, no, Nick, 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 Nick. Mm-hmm. Sorceress is an Opeth album. Yes, it is. You're mixing it up. That's not, no, we're not doing that <laughs> one. I like that album. Yeah, I've never heard of this lady. I wonder if my wife has. She, uh, the song uh, that I heard that I really liked from this that made me aware of her was from this album, and it's the the third track, uh, Wind on Tin. There was a music video for it. Uh, but I heard that song pop up when I was listening to, uh, oh, God. Uh, there was an, a pop like electronic EP that I kind of dug and uh, it recommended this like after that and that's how I found her and I was like, oh, this is a really cool song. Is this, uh, I'm probably coming at it from the wrong context, but is this like a pop artist or is this like uh, someone that would be on the radio now? No, I'd, I mean like maybe. I could see like maybe like a 96.5 The Buzz or local alternative station maybe playing something of hers, but I don't know if she's that popular. Yeah. You know, like. Do you guys remember that country artist i showed you a few years ago orville peck yeah mm-hmm. i think about that guy a lot very like uh, striking Matt, my Where roommate the played that stuff. dude fucking non-stop i'm sick of it actually <laughs> <laughs> well okay yeah check out jess williamson sorceress with us yeah listen along if you want and we'll see you next time <laughs> <laughs> bye-bye hey freaks if you like what you hear leave a review and tell a friend it makes a difference Find us on social media at Now Listen to This and let us know what you think or leave an album recommendation you'd like to hear us do. You can also check out our other, better show, None of My Friends Like Comics, where Nick talks about comics with people who don't normally read them. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.